Hey there, folks. Welcome to Rock and Rally Tennis, where it's all tennis, all the time. I'm James Lynn. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Rally. That's Rock underscore and underscore Rally. And on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Rock and Rally Tennis. Rock and Rally Tennis podcast episode number 175 is brought to you by CareerWonder.com the ultimate career resource site featuring video interviews of professionals from a wide array of industries. Share in the stories, journeys, and insights about their careers and jobs at careerwonder.com. Well, it's 2020, a new year, new decade, new season of tennis. I'm looking forward to an exciting and interesting year on the WTA and ATP tours. Now, we are already on the doorstep of the year's first major, so let's dive right into our preview of the 2020 Australian Open. You know, for the women, I believe it will be more of the same of what we have seen uh, over the past few years, where it's been wide open, unpredictable, and without a dominant champion. You know, I'm not expecting that to change in 2020. Parity and depth of field will likely reign supreme on the WTA Tour again this year. And yeah, I know, folks, that isn't exactly going out on a limb, but hey, it is what it is. You know, that said, it is worth noting that we did see some indication, I think, in 2019 that... A couple of players could be ready to potentially separate from the pack, that being current world number one Ash Barty and world number six Bianca Andreescu. Now Andreescu unfortunately will not be playing in the Australian Open as she continues to recover from her knee injury. Now Barty is my pick to win the Australian Open. Now truthfully, she's one about she's about maybe a dozen or so players who could win the Australian Open, but I'll go with Barty. Now Barty is a proven major champion, having already won the French Open last year. More importantly, she has had a little bit of time now to get acclimated to being number one and all the attention and expectations that come with it. Now, Barty has a beautiful all-court game. She's very comfortable playing from the baseline or at net and playing offense or defense. Now, in my view, the key for Barty is to play with patience and not to go for too much too soon in the rallies. You know, something I've noticed about Barty is that sometimes, particularly against uh, opponents who are outright ball bangers, you know, she has a tendency to get a little impatient and get, and get drawn into a slugging contest, which is not her natural game. Now, Barty certainly has enough pop in her strokes, but Madison Keys or Sabalenka, she is not. You know, Barty is at her best when she picks her spots to be aggressive and allows her natural all-court instincts and athleticism to kick in. When she gets drawn into a slugfest, her fluid tempo gets disrupted and a lot of unforced errors creep into her game. Now, if Barty simply does what she does best, then she should find her way to uh, holding the championship trophy in a couple of weeks' time. Now, as I mentioned, there are easily a dozen or so players who could win the Australian Open. And no disrespect to anyone, whether it's Pliskova, Halep, Svitolina, Bencic, Kvitova, Burtons, and many others. For me, Osaka and Serena are the two players, aside from Barty, that I believe have a really good chance to win. You know, Osaka, currently the world number three, is the defending Australian Open champion. Let's not forget about that. But, you know, after winning the Australian Open last year, she made uh, some major changes to her team. But in recent weeks, to me, Osaka just seems much more comfortable, particularly with her status as a major champion and one of the best players in the world. I believe we will see this new comfort level reflected in her play, not just at the Australian Open, but beyond. Serena will enter the Australian Open with great momentum after winning the ASB Classic in New Zealand last week. It was Serena's first title in three years, believe it or not. Now, Serena may be 38 years old, but as she proved again last week, she's a threat to win in any tournament she enters. 
The question with Serena is whether her fitness level is where it needs to be to win a major, especially the Australian Open. Uh, you know, if she's fit, then look out. Now, a quick shout out to 15-year-old Coco Gauff. Now, look, I don't think she'll win the Australian Open this year, but her future is extremely bright. There is every reason to believe she will continue to make big strides in 2020 as her game uh, continues to evolve. Now, Coco is a player that no one in the field will want to play. She is capable of pulling off major upsets and disrupting the brackets. So keep an eye out for who may end up in her path. That said, when it's all over and done with, I think it will be Barty who will be the Women's Australian Open champion. Until then, there's sure to be a lot of exciting tennis to enjoy over these next couple of weeks. So let's enjoy it. For the men, Djokovic is my pick to win. I mean, Djokovic has got to be the favorite to win his 8th Australian Open title and 17th Grand Slam singles title overall. His level of play leading Serbia to victory last week in the inaugural ATP Cup was very impressive, particularly in his wins over Medvedev and Nadal. The only question I have is whether he can find an even higher gear or at the very least maintain the high level of play he showed last week. I mean, the, the hope is that he did not expend too much energy, burn himself out too early or peak too soon. I mean, Djokovic, I think, will be fine. Now, I have no doubt he realizes, as is the case with Federer and Nadal, that his window to add to this golden chapter of men's tennis, while it's still open for the time being, will close fairly rapidly over the next 18 to 24 months or so. So the motivation will certainly be there. For Nadal, I think if he can stay healthy throughout these two weeks, you will see him give it everything he's got and more to try to win his second Australian Open title and 20th Grand Slam singles title overall, which would tie him with Federer. More importantly, winning a second Australian Open title would give Nadal a leg up on his two rivals, as he would be the first man since Rod Laver to win the career Grand Slam, all four majors, twice. Federer and Djokovic are each one French Open title short of that achievement, while Nadal is an Australian Open title away from achieving that. Moreover, and not to be looking ahead, but Nadal knows full well that he will be favored to win the French Open. In the spring. So if he can capture this Australian Open and tie Federer's major single mark of 20 and then win the French Open in May, well, you can do the math. At that point, the debate over greatest ever men's player will certainly escalate to a whole new level. So yes, talk about motivation for Nadal. For Federer, now, as a huge fan, I would love to see him win his seventh Australian Open and 21st Grand Slam singles title overall. However, at 38 years old, I think his best chance to add to his Grand Slam tally will be on the grass at Wimbledon, where he is an eight-time champion. The conditions are faster and better suited for his game. The points are shorter. I, I expect Federer will get deep into the second week of the Australian Open, but at the same time, it would not surprise me if he didn't. You know, I've picked Djokovic to win the Australian Open. Moreover, I believe the big three will continue its dominance of the majors, at least through the first two majors of this year. But as we get to the second half of this year, I believe the Grand Slam conversation will not only center on the big three, but will most certainly include the next three. The next three being Medvedev, Team, and Tsitsipas, currently ranked number four, five, and six in the world, respectively. Now, it's worth noting, Team is one of the best clay court players in the world, bar none. He has gotten to the finals of the last two French Opens, losing to Nadal on both occasions. Now, Team will certainly be a favorite at the French Open, but if Nadal is healthy, Going into the French Open, I believe it's going to be at least another year for team's major breakthrough. The bottom line, the next three are already a very real threat to the big three at the majors. I just think for Medvedev, team, and Sissipas, the breakthrough will likely not be at this Australian Open or even the French Open. 
but possibly at Wimbledon or the U.S. Open. Now, with all of that said about my women's and men's picks to win the Australian Open, the biggest wild card of the year's first major is not an actual player, but the air quality in Melbourne, which has been severely compromised by the massive bushfires in Australia that have been burning for several weeks. Now, breathing is going to be challenging for all the players, some more than others. So we have our picks, but folks, expect the unexpected and don't be surprised that however the matches unfold in Australia over the next couple of weeks. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. Thanks for joining us at Rock and Rally Tennis. Please subscribe to our podcast at rockandrallytennis.com. I'm James Lynn. See you next time.